Welcome back. This is part two of the importance of sleep, life stories, and all type of relationships. If you have not listened to part one, I highly suggest and recommend you doing that before you listen to this one. And let's continue. This executive director comes in and she just has this arrogance about her, like she's doing this great work organizing all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I've been living in this kennel, not sleeping. And you're coming in here trying to tell me what to do. She didn't even like dogs. Like she's, <laughs> she was just a business. I could tell like she's coming in there and she was like, she, she had no desire to yeah, touch the dogs yeah. or even look at them. She, she had none of that warmness or care for dogs that mm-hmm. most dog people have. Yeah. So I could tell right away, she's not in this because she loves dogs. She's in this because it's her business. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's the president kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she ended up kicking me out. Like, not like actually kicking me out, but she's like, uh, you need to leave. And I'm like, you don't, I, I, I don't even want to get into it because it was just <laughs> so much. But I recognized in that time that that week of so little sleep, like I've gone weeks of minimal sleep. I've gone days with no sleep where I've, mm-hmm. I've not slept the entire night. And then the next night I went to sleep, right? But like this was an extended period of time with no sleep. And like, I remember just how neurotic I was and my energy was weird. Like, yeah, yeah. like but maybe it was... wasn't like I was super tired either. Yeah. Like it was almost like a boost of energy. I was yeah, like running adrenaline. on, I was running on fumes almost is how yeah. I could kind of think about it. Right. Cause when, you know, when you're running a chainsaw mm-hmm. and it's almost out of gas and you run on fumes, you'll notice cause it starts revving higher, mm-hmm. right? The, it, it has like this burst up when it runs on fumes. So it's almost about to die. And then it's like, whoa, there's a huge surge of power. And then Mm -hmm. boom, right? And so it kind of makes me think about that. Like I was Mm -hmm. just running on fumes and then I It's like adrenaline right after you get off a long shift, right? Like Mm -hmm. only it was longer. So (laughs) yeah, like like a long longer. Or like uh, uh, I always found with late night hockey games, I'd play late night hockey games. And you'd think after a hockey game, you're, you expended all this energy. It's now one in the morning, you get home, you think you just crash, but no, you can't. Like the adrenaline has continuous, like it continues to flow through you. Mm-hmm. But it was a blessing in disguise because you needed that sleep, not for the dogs, but that was a lesson that she had to learn herself. So she was going through a lesson herself. It was time for me to go there. Like yeah. I had, and we had really done what we needed to do. We kind of, we kind of created this because this was, there was two kennels. And there was one for the good dogs. And then when they couldn't, like it was kind of up here, when they couldn't handle a dog, they'd take it down to us. Like, so we had these big aggressive dogs and we like organized things and like created schedules and stuff for these dogs. And so I think our time, uh, you know, apparently our time was up. Yeah. It was time for us yeah. to leave. And it, and it was, and it was just like, okay, I need to go home and sleep because any more of this and I'm going to go nuts. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I was already starting to go nuts. Yeah. That is, that's quite the story I must say, but uh, I have a story of me losing sleep and kind of losing my mind. This was the time I did overdose, but I'm not going to get into the, the details, just the sleep part. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't sleep for, it would probably been a day and a half because I was on a train right and i was starting to hallucinate because i also overdosed and my when the overdose happened and it increased my heart rate and um things were happening that wasn't making sense so it was making my heart rate even more fast more fast Mm. and 
I was doing things that shouldn't have been done that I like shouldn't have been said, you know, like just stupid things that you wouldn't say normally because mm. you're not acting yourself when mm. you're really tired. So, um, yeah, yeah. I apologize for anybody who was on that train. Anyway, uh, so I I had like a really bad heart attack. Like it was like it was uh, it could have it could have been like a mini heart attack, but it felt like my heart was beating like two mm. beats per second. So that's equivalent to like no, it must have been three beats per second because it was like two hundred beats kind of like, minute. Kind of like double you would normally. Kind no, of no, no, more than that because like oh, my heart yeah. usually is double. Because like my heart, my, my heart, bef well before, actually this was after the surgery because I used to have a heart condition mm. called WPW, which stands for Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. So mm. what that does is you have two electrical circuits in your heart naturally when you're born or like you develop it, I don't know. And, um, and then your heart pulses twice when it shouldn't. So like you're pulsing like, like, like boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 yeah. yeah, like instead of boom, 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 right, or uh. whatever. And mm. um, so... My heart rate, my resting heart rate usually is like run 20 higher than 120 mm. or like 100 around there fluctuates mm. 100, 100, 100, 120. And when I, after the surgery done, it was like 80, 60 in between, mm. like what it should be. But then when I was on the train, it was like, it was like skyrocket. If mm. I had not done the surgery before that mm -hmm. and I, but it would have been a different situation. I might have not have all that. My, yeah. everything would have been different butterfly but, effect bro like the like, butterfly yeah. effect exactly right but <laughs> everything would have say I it was the same situation I was on the train and I would have been like gone right right it was that bad like I didn't in the next day I had to have been two days that I didn't sleep because the next day I didn't sleep I couldn't sleep there was no way I could sleep like huh. I was in a state just of mind your, where I like yeah your body was just so agitated yeah almost. yeah so I meditated and what happened when I mm. meditated it was mm. so weird I didn't even know where this box of Kleenex came from, but it just fell out from nowhere and just came on the ground. I'm like, okay, this is a sign. I don't know. I just felt like mm. this is a sign. Like, either like I'm doing something right or doing something wrong. I don't know. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was weird. And uh, I. What did that box of Kleenex signify? Like maybe like. Get through this, like uh, clear, wipe uh, off your tears uh, and get through this type yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, I was hearing, <coughs> excuse me, I was hearing voices of angels, mm. but I couldn't decide whether or not if it was angels because I wasn't sure, right? So, like I heard Gabriel, I heard I heard Michael, um, that talking. He's like hey, Gabriel here on the train. I'm like, okay, mm. that's weird. And I'm like, that sounds like an angel's name. Mm -hmm. And then it said like, is, what's for dinner today, Michael? And it's like, okay. Mm. It's like, this wow. is getting kind of yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure if that's an angel talking to another angel because I think I was praying before that happened because mm. I was like trying to sleep. Like if you're in that situation where your heart's beating that fast, you just want to you wanna go to sleep. You'll yeah. do anything to go to sleep. Like anything to happen to go to mm. sleep. Like, and um yeah, it was it was scary, and it makes you it makes you just do things that you're not normally gonna do. Mm -hmm. So well, I had a guy that I was working with recently, the other night, and I mean I don't know the specifics of their conditions, mm -hmm. the people that I work with, but he started talking about angels and demons and stuff, right, and how he can see them and. And he can see glows and stuff. He's like, 
he was talking about how like I'm saved or something like that. <laughs> like, right? He can see by the glow that's on me yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And um and he was talking about this encounter that he had with the devil, he said. He mm-hmm. had this he had this conversation with the devil who went by some other name or something mm-hmm. and how he had made some kind of a deal with this de- it was an interesting conversation but it made me think about how like i do believe in angels and, and demons mm-hmm. i do like you know i can't prove something like that necessarily but mm-hmm. I think conditions like schizophrenia are something of proof of it. You know, like, yeah. like schizophrenia is very real and it has been. Like this is a condition of the hum- of humanity. Schizophrenia has been around, like, you know, and and so I don't know. I I feel like it it's a condition that somebody has like a higher order of seeing things. I think almost. what it is is yeah. You tell me because you, like, you know better. You have like a cross between dimensions. Yeah. So you can you mm. can you have a sense, a heightened sense of certain things that other people yeah. can't describe or mm. or or experience. And it could be mm. a positive thing. It could be a negative thing. That's why they put you on medication because they don't want to take the chance. Yes, the, yeah, so, exactly. Just to kind of regulate you. so Because mm-hmm. if you live in that kind of world where you're crossing this dimension and you're not really in control of it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's part of the schizophrenic experience too, is that you are just so out of control of what it is. It's the external forces kind of taking over, right? Yeah. And so that's that can be very dangerous, like physically and mentally, right? Yeah. So, so I do understand that with the medication and stuff. I do wonder though like what you know what society would look like without those medications to kind of regulate that you it know? depends it depends like you have to and also believe how many like, like how many how many people would be experiencing this like i don't know what the percentage is of people who do have schizophrenia i know it's a significant percentage like it's not something that you can discount yeah, like I, the the, the hu- humanity has this condition it's mm-hmm. part it's ingrained and uh yeah i wonder like you know maybe we maybe it's time to transition into drugs mm-hmm. prescriptions um it'd be you know good to hear your input on that as do you take antipsychotics or whatever you call yeah those? i do i have i'm on an injection and i got uh, some medication i'm not gonna name them but yeah yeah i'm on different medications for that and uh they do help. Yeah, um, yeah. But because, like you were, like you were saying, if if you've got that condition and your heart's racing and stuff, that's just so dangerous. Right? Yeah. Like you can have so many health issues that come along with it. Yeah. When you get like when you're in the process of almost having a heart attack, mm-hmm. they'll tell you to chew two aspirin tablets. You mm-hmm. always hear it on the new, on like the TV, chew two aspirin tablets. Put one. Under your, Under tongue, your tongue, too, too. Yeah, that's you can where do that. yeah. it goes quickest into your system. Yeah, I've had to do that numerous times. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I had to call 911 because my heart was racing. Hmm. And uh, Was this during this phase of kind of figuring out that you had? No, I knew I had uh, WPW, Will Parkinson White, for a while. But then, hmm. like, the schizophrenia 
was not really related all the time to it. Because one time I did drink an energy drink, like not the whole thing. I had like a quarter of it, not even, in the morning before I went to the gym. And I passed out in the gym. Whoa. I Well, I almost, I think I might have passed out. I'm not sure because mm. I, it was so fast. It happened in a blink of an eye. I was like, I looked at, I was like, I, I was doing cardio. Mm. And my I was getting pale. And I'm like, why am mm. I so mm. out of shape? But I didn't eat. And I drank mm. a little bit of energy drink. Like, don't, don't recommend at all. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I do that sometimes. And, um, and then I did some leg press. And I'm like, always do, I go hard on leg press. Because that's my, that's my type of workout. Right. And, um, and then I just like got up. And I'm like, I could barely breathe. Mm. I could barely breathe. And um, then I looked at the sky. I just like almost collapsed on the ground. I'm like, come here. And he's like, looks at me. I'm like. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, couldn't get, even, say, even it. say it properly. Yeah. And no. then he's just like, okay. And then he got, he ran and then he got the guy and then, and then they, so they, the hospital they, they, no, they comp, well, I did actually, I did go to the hospital, but I drove myself mm. after because yeah. like, I wanted to not get a ticket <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. get towed or whatever. Yeah. So And ambulance bill and stuff like well, that. Well, sometimes they charge you and some, they on do. your cell phone, sometimes they don't. Because mm. I didn't get charged a couple of times when I called. I have, I have once not been charged, but. I've always pretty much been charged for ambulance. I, I haven't. I'm lucky, mm. I guess. I, mm. I know I am lucky because a lot of things that happened in my life are very, mm. very, like, like you would have... It's worked in your favor kind it just, of thing. It's just surprising how many times it's worked mm. in my favor. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I feel the same way sometimes, too. Yeah, like, but then you gotta, you gotta believe... Not, you're not only believing in luck. You gotta believe in, like, this was meant to happen. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, like, you know, relating that... Uh, I do, I struggle because I'm, I'm a Christian of sorts, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't really align myself with most modern Christian traditions Mm -hmm. and and thinking. Like I'm, I'm a bit of a, uh, you know, a personal, like I've got my own thinking. I don't just group think. I don't, I'll, I'll question what the preacher has to say. And I question what the Bible has to say and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, Relating to that, so there's, there's this new kind of progressive thinking about Christianity, and I've got a lot of friends who don't like this idea that, like, God favors people or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so this idea of, you know, is God in complete control? And if he is in control, how does he allow evil? I mean, this is, maybe we could do a podcast on those kind of thinking, because yeah, sure. I've thought a lot about that kind of stuff, and I've rationaled a lot of these things but I, I th- but but just all that to, is to say that i personally do feel like a lot of the times i have put myself in situations where things could have gone really really bad but it's almost like in a last minute thing or or some kind of orchestrated energy system has somehow like created a miracle of keeping me from danger or like do you, you know, think it's like divine me. planning or something I don't, like that i don't know like sometimes i do think that okay. i i mean i don't know because a lot of the types of christians that i do get into these kind of conversations with they don't believe that they oh really they, yeah no they, they the new type of christianity is it's almost like that would be unfair like god doesn't have favorites that's the idea well when you're god doing, loves everybody yeah, yeah equally right and and i you know i might agree with that that god loves everybody 
But I do think that um, based on God's understanding, and I don't know how much he orchestrates things, how much free will has to play and how much intervention is, is you know, manifested through these things, but I do feel like God has intervened in my mm-hmm. life a couple specific times I can kind of think of. And I don't... I, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily to say that I'm special or something, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's because uh, I've been an idiot or, or there's these things that are outside of my control or even within my control that I wasn't really paying attention to that could really, could have killed me, right? Mm-hmm. But that uh, God has plans for me, right? Yeah, it's good to believe in that, though, because... Like, I do, though. It's because, like... Like, you look at an atheist, they believe in nothing at all. Like, don't believe in anything that's going to be, like, there's no force out there that's that's protecting you. Just, you're just on your own. And whatever you make your life, you've got to make life of your, yourself. Yeah, yeah. But in my sense, like, why why take, why take not take a chance on believing something that mm. could, be, could, work, be. Could, could be better, you know? Yeah. Make your life more... What if there is a God? And what if you, you did you know, ask or, or receive help from him. Like, what if that was a possibility to receive mm-hmm. a, a gift mm-hmm. from the almighty? If that's be a possibility, yeah. If that's even a possibility, why not be open to that idea? Yeah. It doesn't right? hurt you yeah, to be open. Yeah. That's the thing people don't understand. Like, especially yeah. in modern times with like whatever age of people are born now, I don't know what you call them. We're boomer after boomers, after millennials. Yeah, and then millennials, after what's after yeah. millennials. Gen Z or something, maybe, I don't know, yeah, but but a lot of people, to me, it's, they don't know what they believe, they might say those things, Mm -hmm. but it's all comes down to posturing, I think, like, I just, whenever I get into a conversation with, like, an atheist, it's, it's, it's like they aren't even trying to think about any of these things, I mean, there are very intelligent atheists and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I read, like, just just for uh, some clarification, I read The God Delusion, okay? Uh, uh, what's his name? Like, the most prominent atheist thinking. Like, the most militant. I don't know anything about atheists. Okay, I, I do. Because <laughs> I went through a stage. Like, so, I went through a stage where I, I w- went on YouTube and I watched, like, pretty much any atheist versus Christian debate. Right, because I was exploring my faith. I mm-hmm. I didn't come to. I'm not a Christian because like I just listen to what the sir, the yes, you know pastor says to me. I'm always questioning what he has to say, and that's why I have a different outlook on it. Mm-hmm. But I also consider what the atheists say, and I want to listen to their arguments. But most I just are, don't believe most of their arguments are if it has if I have never experienced something like this, yeah. how do I know it's true? Yeah. Or yeah. or if yeah. there's if it's not scientifically proven, right? It comes down to yeah. It comes down to scientific proof. It comes down to the the aspects of like hallucinations and the mind playing tricks mm-hmm. on people. But to me, even the fact that we have a mind and that it can play tricks on you is some kind of sig- significant. Th- like that's a significant thing that shouldn't be like. Mm-hmm. And so, who are we to say that there isn't the possibility that it was orchestrated of some sorts? But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, all that's to say that I do... Th- oh, uh, the the God delusion. I can't believe I forget his name. 
um, prominent atheist thinker. But anyway. even in that, he made a scale of how of people and how they think about God. And it was like a one to seven scale. Okay. And like seven is complete atheists. There's absolutely no way there's a God. There, there's no chance that. And one is like complete uh, deist or whatever. Okay. Like there's, there, no matter what, I completely believe in God. Yeah. And he said pretty much everybody falls in between the scale. Like no okay. matter who you are, even if you claim to be but there's a this number or this, percentage. even if you claim to be one on the scale, like complete, I believe in God, even if you claim to be seven, I'm a complete atheist, I don't believe in God, everybody kind of falls in the line of that because there's always going to be doubts in no matter which camp you are in. So even this prominent atheist thinker, he put himself as a six, right? Like so, and you have to, right? If you're a thinking person, you can't be a seven. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't disregard the fact that there's a possibility that there could be a God. Yeah, right? but then like somebody's putting these people in those places. So that's their perspective of it. But the view of the person who's saying it themselves, mm -hmm. if they say there are seven, they believe that there's seven mm -hmm. and they live like there are seven and the other people say it's a six, it doesn't matter. You can't convince that person to say he's a six. You know no, that's right. And that's not, that wasn't really the goal of it was to convince anything. It's more just this idea that like, you know, even we might claim these different things, but so for me, I always think it's a posturing thing. Like normally when I encounter a very strong atheist, mm -hmm. it's, it's more of a posturing thing. It's not about finding the truth. It's about, um, Explaining. putting, putting somebody below you. Oh, right. Like, you know, okay. you Stature. know, uh, yeah, yeah. Posture. Okay. Right. I'm a, you're, that person must be dumb because they believe in God. That's actually, that's, that's most of my encounters. Whenever I've gone, like I've worked in mm -hmm. various fields, construction stuff, especially like the modern man mm -hmm. wants to really disregard God. You know, I make my own way. I don't need help. I remember when I first started going to church and stuff, my work partner, he, uh, I mean, I could talk about that that job that I was in when I became a Christian, mm -hmm. I was 22 or something. I was working construction with like ex-cons, like, you know, party hard kind of guys and Sounds stuff like, like that. Sounds like construction. Exactly. It <laughs> is, right? And so I, I was in this really weird position of transitioning into my faith and being around people who just like condemned it. And it, it's not like they were thinking about it. This wasn't critical thinking. Like this was just... A, a straight up condemnation and like, oh, I don't need that garbage and stuff. And they're all idiots and stuff. How could you believe in something like that? Right. It's like, it's not that they're, um, yeah, it's like, they just don't even want to think about it. They I just hold to a position. I think it was because of their past experience with, with people maybe trying to either convert them or, yeah, that's or, right. or like mm -hmm. something that screwed them over and saying mm -hmm. like, I totally lose faith in like what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they they just change their whole perspective and they stop believing in it completely until yep. one day maybe they have this like near death experience and be like, mm -hmm. I wish I paid attention to this guy a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just the journey that they're on, right? Well, I think exactly it's the journey they're on, and like you say, it comes down to their experience. Like that that's the problem with a lot of Christianity has been like a force of you have to believe these specific ideas. Mm -hmm. And those are ones that even I reject. Like I can, I can recognize that. I, I get that. Like, that's not cool. But 
but I feel like we need to be able to to separate that. We need to separate the ideas from the people who project them and mm -hmm. and the ways in which they project them and how how they've used these in a military kind of style. Like like you either believe this or you get that out. Yeah, kind of like a right? cult like yeah. type of thinking yeah. and back in the mm -hmm. day it was pretty much was because it it, was, they yeah. there's wars, people were slaughtered, people died. Even today this happening, but we all know that. Yes. Um but but because those things happen, I I attribute those things to humanity, not to God, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, people have twisted these these things, like you say, like, oh man, the the history of Christianity is dark and disturbing, mm -hmm. like and like inquisitions and and just like and and not just like not even that extreme, not even inquisitions, but like look at modern things, like how people get ostracized from communities and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and just, you know, I don't want to get into like, you know, sick pedophilia stuff going no. on in various churches. And I'm not gonna get into stuff like that, but there are churches have been used by humans for disturbing profit. things and pro yeah, and profit for well, profit yeah. yeah exactly for hypocrisy profit or agenda agendas everything man everything and and i get why people can become sour towards mm -hmm. god even because of that right and so these militant atheists i just see that i see it as being uh like a resentment towards what humanity has done with the idea of what god is not not god himself or itself mm. as i usually say i don't personally like that's that's something that i always kind of enjoy i don't like refer to god as a he right like, yeah it's more it's of like not a, it or something yeah right like to me it's more that way well right? like there's so, so many ways you can look at the name like i don't like using yeah. the word god because it's just it, it i feel mm. like it's like belittling him and like or not him like i said like or it, it, yeah or it, yeah like, do you, do they, not do you, even it like the it's creator, just like yeah, the yeah, maker sure. or or, yeah. or source like what, what a lot of people yeah. a lot of spiritual people say yeah. source energy energy like the almighty almighty or um i don't yeah. like using almighty either I almighty really and like god almighty is either. are those ones or yeah. i just say like i say like all things in existence the universe itself that's yeah. what i like to say that's mm. why the metaverse is the name of the mm. podcast mm -hmm. so all things in existence as one whole mm -hmm. source mm -hmm. that's what i describe god as mm -hmm. because we're all together to everything mm -hmm. bits and pieces of us create it, yeah hit, create it sure right? sure i yeah create i do source. yeah there is a connection uh like that i feel with the source right mm -hmm. and and you know heretical that's okay. that's what i that's the proper term it's borderline heretical but like to, to think that, and I do kind of feel like that. I feel like there's a piece of, like I'm a piece of God, right? Not to say that I'm some kind of almighty or, mm -hmm. or I can dictate, yeah, or superior or anything like that. But I believe that about everybody. Like mm -hmm. there, there's a piece of God within all of us, right? And mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, I mean, man. I, we, I we could go off on that. Yeah. We're going to not talk about all these topics. We're going to conclude yeah. this in another podcast. Yeah. But yeah. we will still, we're going to keep going. Sure. But um, I wanted to elaborate on this too. Like, even like creatures, like I, that's why I look at, I'm, I went vegetarian because mm. I, I think the life of a human is just as important as a life of an animal or the vice versa, right? Mm. Like a life of an animal is just like any type of animal. 
Mm. Like the natural cycle of life, animals killing other animals is always going to happen. Bugs killing yeah. other bugs, but yeah. do we have to kill animals yeah. for 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 satisfaction to get a meal? We can mm-hmm. eat a whole bunch. There's so many meals out there mm-hmm. that you can eat. There's so many like now every place has a freaking Beyond Meat burger like it's a vegetarian. That's mm-hmm. a, I mean you might not like it at first, but try eating normal vegetarian meals. And then eat the Beyond Meat burger. You're like, wow, this is like a gift from God, <laughs> right? Well, so I'm not vegetarian, uh-huh. and I have struggled with this because I do see this. I do see that. Like, I I do recognize that there is, you know, this important and 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 like I don't know how to maybe like a this. karmic tie. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I do think there's a karmic tie or some kind of, like, spirit within animals that mm. that it is a shame to extinguish just because I want a meal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's my love for eating meat that creates the rationale that I do have to eat the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like if I were to kill my own food and stuff like that, it would change my dynamic of it. I think mm-hmm. that's an important factor too yeah. when considering how we eat meat. Like the fact that none of us have know, to do the process yeah. of it. And, and so like thinking about indigenous cultures and stuff, because I've, okay. I've, I've really kind of focused a lot of my thinking and energy towards indigenous peoples especially Mm -hmm. in the kind of line of work i'm getting into and you know learning about how they'd hunt and you know when they'd kill something they'd go and pray over the spirit of it right Mm -hmm. and like thank it for its nourishment and so i feel like there's a process kind of like you're saying the the order of of animals and stuff like animals eat each other that is Mm -hmm. how things go doesn't mean we have to but i think there's there's a way to go about it that's more proper mm-hmm. and and how we do it in our society i do not agree with at all it's just a factory like, manufacturing yeah, I, don't, I really don't like that death i know and i am very but and sometimes i get into pockets of that like i have been vegetarian before but the really? but the yeah but the love of meat calls me back because mm-hmm. i do i do feel that like I care about, like, I love dogs, right? I wouldn't eat my dog. Like, I would not, right? Yeah, Even yeah, though I was, yeah. super, if I was super hungry, I wouldn't eat my dog. Of course you would. But I don't have to get a relationship with a cow and and slaughter it and eat it. And if I needed to do that, you know, there is difference between animals, too. I was thinking about that when you're saying that. As I was reading uh, this book, Carl Jung, he, I mean, this guy's genius thinking right psychology one of the grandfathers of psychology like next to freud he's one of the most influential thinkers in the psycho psychological realm and you'd really like him because the difference between him and freud is that he put he was more of a spiritual kind of thinking like he was big into interpretation of dreams and like this unconscious level and uh the collect so one major contribution that carl jung made to freud's understanding of psychology mm-hmm. and like how we're built by the unconscious so uh freud has the id the ego and the superego mm-hmm. and like the id's kind of like this unconscious level 
the ego is like how we manifest things and the super ego is like our values, what we attain to. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like this dynamic thing. Carl Jung came up with this idea of the, um, the universal, what did he, how did he say it? The universal unconscious. Kind of this idea that uh, through like memories and it's very spiritual. I can't really get into it. I don't really want to. I want, but anyways, I want to hear about it. But. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'll read the book. Yeah, and I'm going to do I'm going to do a a book um, summary. A book summary for this. But this is just this is his uh, memories, dreams, reflections. So this is in in the later end of his life. It's like an autobiography. Like okay. he he verbalized it to somebody and they wrote it down. I'm very interested. But his ideas are. Yeah, they really align with this idea of metaverse. And it's in the realm of psychology. And like we're talking like early on stuff. Like Freud was the pioneer of psychology. And I'm pretty sure like I, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I'm pretty sure he studied under Freud. Like mm -hmm. he was uh, a student of his as far as I can remember. So it's like kind of early on psychology stuff, but he put a lot more emphasis on the unconscious, on like... Uh, ancestral thinking he thought like our 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 dreams were imprints of our ancestry and past life yeah genes. past life genes and stuff yeah that's that comes from him like that okay. kind of thinking is this guy for sure yeah yeah uh he was major influencer on but it also could be from the stuff you're eating right but so he he was a vegetarian too and he in this even i could find it if i didn't know we were going to be talking about this kind of stuff but he 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 created kind of like a scale of animals based on their conscious level, oh, wow. right? Like so, um, insects were like bottom, and then like fish and like uh, you know like warm-blooded mammals were like just under humanity kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like so, he kind of created a scale of consciousness. of consciousness in animals, and and so that's actually how I think too. Even before I read this, I. As I'm reading this, I find so many of my thoughts aligning with his, like mm -hmm. just naturally, you know what I mean? You ever read people like that where you're like, I've thought of this before, right? Like it's just like part of your thinking, you just align with them so well. Yeah, yeah. But so for me, that's kind of what I go about. I say, I try to base it on this level of consciousness. Like, well, it's okay to eat a fish because they don't really have brains. Like they don't know and stuff like <laughs> that, right? Know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But then once you start getting up to like, you know dogs and cats yeah stuff like that like a dog especially i could not eat a dog i mean mm -hmm. the personality that i get from them and stuff it'd just be heartbreaking to think that um, but anyways yeah. everybody kind of but this could just be my rationale because i love meat right and mm -hmm. i'm creating a rationale to eat it yeah um there was a saying i forgot who said it i was watching this video i gotta remember what video i watched but it said like you pick a flower from the ground and a star burns out and this mm. is like a concept of you are the universe and like everything around you is a part of everything's connected. So you mm. ending a life, especially if you do it in a, in a mm. dramatic negative way, mm -hmm. that's going to impact something mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. that you don't even realize. No. So like... I know, I just avoid it. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I just avoid it because I do. It does make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel bad. But I'm addicted to meat, man. 
I well, don't, don't. That's the thing. If you're gonna, if you're gonna continuing it, just don't overindulge. I don't, and I don't. And then, I'm like, conscious of it. Yeah, and then know? like just don't yeah. feel bad for the way you are. Unless like if you really want to get over it, and you want to try and yeah. do like a vegetarian. Like it's just and, like any other type of addiction, right? Mm-hmm. There's gonna be that dark night of the soul. There's gonna be that yeah. dark night where like it's gonna be feel like that real li- really looks good. We should do this, like you know, like it's like a like, withdrawal of drugs, right? Yeah. Where you just have that. Well, I'm still young, right? I and and I do feel like there's. I feel you know I've I've gone through fits of vegetarian. Excuse me, of vegetarianism, and I would like, like morally and consciously, I want that, right? Mm-hmm. But physiologically, I like need meat, and mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I just don't know how I'd function without it. I feel like. You know, speaking of that, because I'm ingrained in this type of eating and what you are is what you eat or what. Yeah. Yeah. That thinking. I mean, I couldn't even imagine how much it would change me. I I feel like to become a vegetarian, I would need to have a girlfriend who is a vegetarian. Well, that's like like a motivation. Like like, that's what I said. A gym buddy. Yeah. It's it's like a gym buddy. Yeah. I was going to say that too. But like... um, (laughs) No, that's what I said about a lot of things. Like, but to attract something that you're looking for, yeah, you have to. You be, have to become I that know. before before you I know. you attract I know. it. Right? I know. I do believe because that. like attracts like. Or I know. Sometimes they say opposites attract too, but that's a different yeah. that's a different no, thing. But I do um, know. yeah, you can't um, look for something to come save you. Exactly. Like you have to create that, and then that will come in the process of mm-hmm. it. I do believe that, you know, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that before. I know, I know. If I want, if I need that motivation, I, I should do, do start it, it myself. Yes, yeah. and, and that will attract mm-hmm. that. But some things though, Sean, some things in life are really, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know you you should do that and that would attract what you need to come in but sometimes you just can't do it well like, okay for example i'm going to give you the, the best one women right yeah and it's like yeah. one of the hardest most things on every guy's mind how do i get this girl to like me right yeah, but what you got to do like if people think like well, what's, what's the best wingman or what's the best wingman my best yeah. friend this guy what's the but in my experience the best wingman is another woman it doesn't have to oh, be in yeah. a relationship with oh, you yeah. Because they look at that, they're like, "Wow, that guy's taken. Let's see if I could get him to take, get him to get him Dude. to come with me, right?" Like, yeah. So law of attraction, man. Uh, I have got so personally, like I like women, and uh, <laughs> you know, like I've dedicated a lot of my life to trying to get women, yeah. and sometimes succeeding and sometimes not. Mm-hmm. And totally, like when I've gone to the bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I've got a woman wingman, I there's there's uh, not a single girl I can't get. Almost, mm-hmm. it's insane. If you've got a good wingman too, mm-hmm. like if she really really does want to to play the part, to play the part to get a lady for you, yeah, like it is unbelievably powerful. I yes. can think of a couple really good wing women I have had, mm-hmm. and it never fails. It does yeah. not fail. Like it's well, crazy. I mean, like I could, I could see people <laughs> failing, but yes, if yeah, they just of don't know how to play their cards right. But no, like, that's right. You also have to be yourself. Like, and if yeah. you're if you're awkward, then you got to work on that. But like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you still, you still have got to be yourself, right? Yes. So, and when usually you're... I feel like the awkwardness 
comes from not trying, like not being yourself. Yeah. The awkwardness comes from trying to play a part that you aren't. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I'm a firm believer in be who you are and, and, and that will attract the type of person that's mm-hmm. meant for you to be. And you gotta be playful with it and you gotta yeah. be, you gotta be natural. Like, exactly. You just gotta like, just like, you can't be too uptight and, and you can't be like looking for it. Yeah. Right. You can't be like, you can't force it. You can't force, you can't force it. it. No, yeah. no, exactly. I I'm with you on that. We should do an entire podcast on relationships on. Yeah, on like, <laughs> we should. We should. Cause actually it's important, man. Like, you know, and I've, I've learned a lot through my years and I've, you know, I bank information. I've seen what works, what doesn't I've, I've had, uh, I, you know, when you were talking about that, mm-hmm. I can think of a friend of mine who used to like, he used to read books on like how to land women and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a book on and, that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but most of the types of books, like depends on who's writing it, yes. obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the types of books were all like, you know, treat them like garbage, that kind of thing. Cause that's yeah. actually, unfortunately, that is a very good way to get a woman. Sometimes, to, but then you're not yeah. attracting the right type of people. Exactly. That's right. And so that's what I said to him too. Like, you know, he was like, Oh, you got to read this book. And he's like, you're doing it wrong, Nathan. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, a lot of the times I am single, but I've had, you know, great relationships mm-hmm. here and there. And I'm fine with being single. I'm more about, it's not about getting women, women, women. Mm-hmm. It's about finding the right women. And yeah. I'm fine with saying, see you later to the ones that don't fit in my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so these, yeah, these types of books are about like getting laid, not mm-hmm. about like mm-hmm. getting the right woman for you. And yeah. so he's like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta be more like, you know, he's trying to tell me how to be mm-hmm. and, and not good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. not good things. Like you need to be like more of an asshole. Like mm-hmm. that's like, that's what these <laughs> yeah. books are saying. Right. Yeah. And I do understand. I do know that. I know a lot of women are for some reason attracted to assholes. Well, not well, just the arrogance. Of yeah. more like more like they think like they get, they get confused that arrogance is confidence sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Because well, they see like, oh, he's, he doesn't take shit from nobody. But also I think it's that level of, like you were saying, uh, with the woman, how, oh, this guy's with that girl. Right. And there's this, this level of attraction towards what you can't have. Right. And also so, a challenge. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the same thing. What mm-hmm. you can't have a challenge. Like I need, I want to, uh, pursue this because he's not interested in me. Mm-hmm. Right. And as soon as. And it's true. I felt that too, actually. Like there, there's this weird, there's this weird piece about us that, mm-hmm. that struggles with this. When, when I have a girl super interested in me, I find it kind of a turnoff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um... so anyway, yeah, let's, uh, it's getting late. We've been talking a good amount. I liked the conversation today. Maybe it's time to just continue it for next time i do think we should do a podcast on relationships on relationships on law of attraction yeah because i have learned a lot in it and like i was saying i you know i do think there's an importance to being single and like a lot of people can't handle that you know i know Mm -hmm. a lot of people who just go from relationship to relationship yeah and it's it's not healthy i don't think like it it really isn't and uh, certain times i've dedicated towards like 
like specifically trying to be single and a lot of the times it's not a dedication towards being single it just happens to be right like i just can't yeah, find like the a, right like woman a, like yeah rebound yeah or whatever it is right the mm -hmm. circumstances whatever it might be i end up being single but i've also found like i really enjoy my alone time and like you know mm -hmm. as as we're talking about these things both you and i like to get into deep understandings and sometimes that that can be missed like you 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 lose a lot of your self when you're in a relationship right mm -hmm. you kind of become that other person and you don't learn how to love yourself or understand mm -hmm. yourself like develop yeah. develop yourself through through mm -hmm. um just being by yourself mm -hmm. or and being, like reflecting i found the the this that series of things like going from a relationship to being single to the next relationship like that time in between of being single and like understanding and reflecting and and, and creating that environment where you love yourself it helps with the relationships you end up Definitely, getting into yeah but we're going to get into those in a different podcast because mm -hmm. we're tired and it's been a long day it's been a long day it's been a long week it's been a long month for me, for sure. Um, but it's glad that we're back and yeah, we're doing this too. face to face. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll continue this discussion next time. Thanks for joining us, everybody who yeah, thanks listened in and who is being a part of this. We appreciate that for sure. Yeah, and we're we're getting we're getting better. Hopefully, as we go along, I think I think we're getting better. Yeah, we are. Um, it's a learning process for us, but. Uh, we have a lot of ideas and thoughts and we're just trying to figure out how to best represent those and mm -hmm. how to get those across as well as we can. So, yeah, I think it helps raise the collective consciousness too, because we're, we're sending out ideas that branch like a domino mm -hmm. effect, ripple, a bumper, butterfly mm -hmm. effect that will make other people more conscious about these things mm -hmm. that they, they just maybe don't have a second thought about mm -hmm. until they hear this. Yeah. And then they're like, well, Maybe I should do maybe. this differently, or yeah. maybe I should listen to this more. Yeah, and right? so, and so I think there's that aspect, and there's also the affirming aspect. Like maybe we're saying things that people do think, or have thought about, or do ag agree with, or align themselves with, but they've never heard them said, right? Mm -hmm. And I also really appreciate that when whenever I hear somebody kind of affirm my thinking even if it might go against the what the group think says like yeah, the, yeah. the way the culture says you so they don't, think they, so they don't feel alone yeah that's right their, yeah because uh... mm -hmm. no i mean the more i've like studied you know like like as i was saying with carl young with some of these ideas like instantly i'm thinking whoa i've thought this like there there are certain notes i'm putting in here where i'm like whoa like this is me to a T, right? Like I've thought this before, or, or he's he's articulating what I have felt but couldn't articulate or didn't quite understand, right? So I'm hoping that aspect too. Either we're raising the collective conscious, we're we're sending out ideas that people can take and might reflect on and might change them, but also maybe we're sending out ideas that people felt like they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't adopt or 
didn't think were right or proper and that were kind of giving this grounds to be validate okay. Them. Yeah, validate like that that this is real and and more people than you think think this way mm -hmm. or believe these things. So Yeah. So that's it, good. Uh hopefully we can get your friend um on for the next podcast. Sure, the next one, yeah. And I'll I, I kinda want we talk about philosophy, different uh mm -hmm. belief systems and like he has a PhD in philosophy? Yeah, PhD in philosophy, uh specializing in religion. Like okay. his, his specific uh PhD is in like Jewish thinking. Okay. So but because of the process of getting your PhD, like he's gone through, you know, various philosophy, intense philosophy courses and whatnot and and kind of adopted his own way of thinking mm -hmm. through the process but he'd be good to bring this on i can also think of a another specific friend that would be good to perhaps bring in for the relationship talks too right okay so i don't know uh i really enjoyed when santina joined us so mm -hmm. i'm hoping moving forward we can get some more uh guest speakers for sure and we can like i i know i've fielded this idea to a few people who have said yeah i'd love to it's just about finding that specific podcast time. and time mm -hmm. and subject, right, that they can bring their expertise into. Exactly. Everybody's got everybody's got expertise in something. Something, exactly. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, right? So um so yeah, it's always nice to get new voices, new ideas mixed in. Like for me too, right? And through this, uh, I really appreciate <laughs> your input on certain things, you know, I'm digesting these things. And that's, that's what I like about podcasts in general is mm -hmm. kind of that affirming aspect, either affirming ideas that you've thought about, you weren't quite sure you could adopt or bringing new ideas that you're, you're resonating with. Oh, maybe I could adopt this kind of thing. This sounds right. Or this sounds good. And maybe yeah, I could yeah. use these things. So yes, like you say, raising that collective awareness and, and just, bringing a more, even though we're all so unique, recognizing that we all associate with certain things too, but mm. also bring our own expertise to things. It's fun and interesting and it's the kind of stuff I love to do. So Yeah. So I hope you guys learned something new and we'll catch you in the next one. This has been The Metaverse. Yes. Thanks. Signing off. Yeah. Good to see you. All right. See you guys next time.